Hi, this is Tom Rush, and you, you lucky dog, you're listening to Hallways, the official podcast of the Folk Americana Roots Hall of Fame. This one color won't be back at all. The only way from here is up, I've run clean out of town. I gotta pick me up, pack me up, head on out of town. I might go way out west, maybe way down east next fall. All I know is wherever I go, I won't be back at all. Someone else's clothes The sun comes up, the sun goes down We don't ask it why I got a gold ring in my pocket Sad songs make me cry mountain down all it takes is time and so the rain someday might wash away away these blues of mine Welcome to Hallways. We are excited to talk to artists from all over the world through conversation and live performance. We will bring you the voices and artists that inspire and continue to inspire generations of artists, musicians, and their fans. You just heard a special performance by the great Tom Rush 
called I Won't Be Back at All from Ronnie's conversation with Tom in New Orleans at the Folk Alliance International Conference. You'll hear another song at the end called Turn Your Money Green, but first have a listen to their chat where they talk about Maine, small venues, the interaction Tom has with an audience, the great Club 47, now Club Passim, his Harvard days, and folk as a community. So let's get going. Yantan tether mither fimph, sither hither hather dather dick, yanadic tanadic, sither dick, mither dick, bumfit, yanabumfit, tanabumfit, sither bumfit, mither bumfit, gigit. Testing. I completely agree, Tom. Yantan is all I got. <laughs> so we, is, I learned this from my father. It's apparently a way that the, uh, the, the Celtic shepherds who were illiterate counted sheep. They, it was yantan tether mither fimph, fimph is five. And they'd get up to gigit, which is 20, and then they'd make a notch and a stick and start over. Okay. That's incredible. So that, and that's passed down from shepherd to shepherd. Apparently so, yeah. Because you don't just make that up. To my dad, who was a math teacher. Right. It's very mathematical. It is. Until you get to making the notch and the stick part. Then, right. <laughs> then it kind of gives up the... The idea that you actually know what you're doing, right? Yeah. And how does that does that is that serve as a warm up as well for your um, for your voice in the morning, or is that no just something that comes no, into your brain? I actually haven't done that for quite a while. So. Yeah. Well, we're here with Tom Rush, and uh, we're at Hallways, which is the uh, the official podcast for the Folk Americana Roots Hall of Fame. That's that's the like the most complicated I can get in that type of phrasing. <laughs> Um, and uh, it's great to talk with you. This is this to me. So um, in my day job, I'm a physician, and I work at a Mass General at Spalding Rehab. Actually, I go to conferences where we talk about neuroscience and brain injury and and uh, and recovery and that kind of stuff every year. So I fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> but this conference to me, with our lanyards. Mm-hmm. And our rooms and our and our our lectures and our stages seems like the same thing. It's yeah. really interesting. It's very academic, huh? And I don't know. I just I just uh, I feel that it kind of circles back to this concept of a, of a membership. And, and it, it sounds sterile, but it's almost like you became a member in this tribe. What in the in the sixties? No, it is it is a community. That's that's for sure. Yeah, and there's mentors. There's kind of like the older people that are that are that are like the, the the expert researchers and the lecturers and the ones traveling around the country that are teaching the new residents and the interns and the students. They've got me on a panel later today, the the wisdom of the elders, and I Ooh. I have to think there's there's a couple of misconceptions at work here. <laughs> yeah, well, it's an honor to to have that job. I bet. Um, I have one piece of advice, and, and you're going to tell tell us that later. Maybe. Just do it in English, not okay. in that like first uh, thing you talked. The you, Gaelic one, yeah, right. Okay. But speaking of academia, I didn't know that you were a Harvard guy. That you, so you you were in school at the college, right? Yes, I was. And and I guess you wrote a couple albums while you're I don't know 
studying at Widener Library or something? I or? recorded a couple of albums before I before I graduated. Yeah. I wasn't really writing much yet at that point. It was mainly traditional folk, huh. folk and blues. Was part of that studying the, the those mentors, those mm. the, the wisdom of those elders, something that... Uh, well, I, I, I learned a lot hanging out at the Club 47 uh, because they brought in so many of the the legendary yeah. singers, uh, the people whose 78s we were collecting. Hmm. I just realized I used to play 78s. Now I am one. It's kind of upsetting. <laughs> um, That's great for the website. But I did, yeah. <laughs> I, I did, uh, as part of my, I was an English lit major, but I, I hmm. spent as much time as I could learning about the, the oral tradition and moonlighting with other departments where the, there wasn't a folk music course, but I took an Anglo-Saxon course that was just brilliant. Uh, I nearly flunked it, but... Huh because it was a language course. But the, I just I loved the, uh, the professor, and uh, Professor Albert Lord was also a mentor of mine. He's the guy who wrote Singer of Tales and huh. de- demonstrated that Homer, in fact, was basically a folk singer. Is that right? Yeah, because he used, he used uh, what was the name for the devices? Things like the Wine Dark Sea keep appearing. Huh. And, uh, That's the, the chorus. The, the poets... Well, it, it wasn't a chorus exactly, but it was a way of filling so many beats in a in a in a line. Ah. And the the poets at the, at the time were saying, "Well, Homer nodded because he used this over and over." The wine dark sea. You shouldn't repeat yourself. But Professor Lord demonstrated that this was because he was doing it. He was he was basically improvising this story, and it probably came out differently every time he did it. But there were certain formulas like the wine dark sea. That uh, that he could employ whenever it came to mentioning the ocean. Yeah. Huh. It's it's uh it's rhythmic. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the story, right? Yeah. We talked about that a little bit today. That we're trying to describe what the heck is folk, what is Americana. I think we spend a lot of time figuring out what that is. Did you succeed? No. Good. But we, but we do think that it describes so much of the amazing music here. And I also think it's a way of bringing people together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, so Betsy Siggins is over here. Hi, Betsy. Hi. <laughs> and it was really great to, to, meet, to meet you, Betsy, at uh, the Schubert um, part of the Box Center um, 60th. And that was just a couple months ago, right? Dancing on stage with Joan Baez in your bare feet. Did my best. I did not realize the connection, the, the strong connection with the, with the two of you since uh, Club 47 days. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go there to Passim over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, it's almost like going into like a, a church or a temple. <laughs> I feel okay. like I'm going in there and it's like, oh, well, there's been like the, the, the sermons that have been in here for years have just are just in the walls. And I wonder um when you when you think of that place, what what kind of images or, or feelings come back to you? Well, of course the the original Club 47 was at 47 Mount Auburn Street, um which was one block from my dorm room, which made it a very dangerous situation <laughs> from an academic standpoint. I spent way too much time at the Club 47. Yeah. Uh, but the music was so great that, you know, 
I went along with it. And then it moved hmm. up to Palmer Street. And actually, the, the building was dark for a couple of years after uh, the Club 47 closed. It was a Dukakis campaign headquarters for a minute Governor. or two. Hmm? Headquarters from McGovern? McGovern. McGovern. Okay. Um, Political campaign office. And then yeah. Bob and Rayanne Donlin came in and, and opened Passim. And they actually would get annoyed if people came down the steps and said, is this the Club 47? They would, <laughs> they would piss them off. <laughs> no, this is the Passim. Right. Club 47's dead and gone. But something so, tells me, especially with the sign in there that says Club 47, I don't know who put that there. That You know there's a sign that says that. that I don't. There. Yeah. I didn't know that. Having, having that uh, start of a career at, in Harvard's, or near Harvard Square, a block from your dorm room, is something that um, is very special to Boston. Um, uh-huh. Here we are in New Orleans. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that it's been, it's been great to, uh, to be connected with the, the Hallways podcast with... Uh, with Joe and the gang, because you know, a, a lot of people that they don't appreciate or, or know that Boston really is kind of a hub for this type of music. Um, they think of Aerosmith, which okay. is a great band. Yeah, but absolutely, um, you know, or uh, the Jay Giles Band or something, right. which are you know, sort of they're your cousins, you know. <laughs> but uh, um, where are you now? Where do you live now? Um, I'm in, uh, in Kittery Point, Maine, oh. just across the river from. Portsmouth, sure. New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful up there. It is. Do you play in Portland? In I Port- play at a place called One Longfellow Square sure. in Portland. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful place. It's fun. It's the smallest room I play in. It's, yeah. It's tiny. It's but, intimate for... But it's fun to, fun to be in a room that size sometimes. Right. Yeah. How does that connection with the audience feel with a small venue versus... Versus a big venue. Oh, it, it feels a little bit more like a conversation. Yeah. Uh, although I think, you know, I think the object of being up there is to make any show into a conversation. You know, the audience is half of the equation. It's not just, shouldn't just be the entertainer right. doing something. It's an interaction between the, the two sides. And so it's, you know, with a, with a small crowd, it's... I guess in my mind, the audience has a personality. Mm. And it's really striking to me. Back in uh, a long time ago, I used to do two-week gigs in clubs, you know, a place in Toronto. Uh, there were several places where I would play for two weeks, and it was really striking that the audience was so different from night to night. Mm. It was the same... Same place. Same room, same weather, same demographic in the audience, but each audience had a different personality. So you didn't have and to travel. They, 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 my, uh, my, they just changed each time. My job was to figure out who that personality was, the collective personality, and then play to that person. Huh. Did some nights in Toronto feel like a night that you had in a different city? Well, it was, it was bizarre. The, the Toronto gig was, uh, it was at a place called the Riverboat, run by a man named Bernie Fiedler, who was a German fellow with a very strange sense of humor. But it was 40 minutes on, 20 minutes off for six hours. Huh. And the crowd would sort of come and go. So you never knew if you were playing to some of the same people or if they were all different. And six hours for the, for the artist. Yeah. It's 40, 40 yeah. on, 20 off. Sure. Six times. It's a long it's night. a long day. A long night. We're in a small venue right now. So it's speaking of small venues, um, it's great to talk with you. I know well, we're just, uh, we would love to hear some music. Oh, I Anything? don't know about that. That's, 
Or just it's Celtic. Not, it's not noon yet. How about just some Celtic banter? <laughs> that's that's all I know. <laughs> that's my whole my whole repertoire right there. You remember Tom Rush? He was a, a acclaimed uh, counter, <laughs> acclaimed singer songwriter, and then and, and then he counter. went in 2020. Yeah. It was all just Celtic banter. Yeah, I count sheep. That's my thing now. I've, <laughs> I'm reinventing myself. Well, what an honor, and you know, any song that comes to mind would be great. Okay, let me figure something out. I want to do you um, something that goes back to the Club 47. I remember Eric Von Schmidt doing this. It's a Furry Lewis tune, but I think Eric used to, used to do it. Uh, I'll turn your money green. in Missouri they would not let me be I was in Missouri boys they would not let me be could not rest content till I come to Tennessee I said follow me baby I'll turn your money green child and I, I'll turn your money green. Give you more money than Rockefeller ever seen. You're talking about big hearted. Declare I'm an honest man. You're talking about big hearted. Declare I'm an honest man. Gave my baby money and broke her apron string Oh, I'd holler bloody murder But this, this doggone town too small And I'd holler But this town too small Girl, I'm loving, she don't love me at all. Looked over muddy waters and I believe I spied dry land. Wading muddy waters, just trying to reach dry land. You don't love me, baby, let's shake hand in hand. Down so long, looks like up to me. Down so long, it looks like up to me. Girl, I'm loving, she don't care for me. And I was in Missouri, they would not let me be. I was in Missouri, boys, and the women would not let me be. Could not rest content till I come to Tennessee.
Berg did that, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, I thought so. Tell me what uh, brought you into the business, Joe, again. Well, I think it was in the great year of 1972, but it could have been a little earlier. And uh, I was a sophomore in, co in uh, high school in mm. a small prep school in New Hampshire, and I went down to Plymouth State College, and there was this guy named Tom Rush um, playing solo. Mm. And uh, at the time, I was a, a big-time athlete and didn't even consider anything about music and saw Tom uh, uh, play, and it changed my entire life. And I've had no regrets since. Clever. <laughs> and here you are at the Sheridan in room 1111, <laughs> the Folk Alliance together. And what an honor, both of you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We would like to thank Tom for talking with us. You can learn more at TomRush.com. Please join us at the Folk Americana Roots Hall of Fame at the Wang Theater in Boston, Massachusetts. For tickets and to learn more, go to FolkAmericanaRootsHallOfFame.org. We'd also like to thank the band Honeysuckle for the music you hear on our episodes. You can listen to their music and learn more about them at HoneysuckleBand.com. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Hallways via iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts where you will hear future guests like Keb Moe, Annie DeFranco, Milk Carton Kids, and more. This is your Hall of Fame, and the doors of the hall are always open. Hallways is created in partnership with The Box Center and Above the Basement Boston Music and Conversation.